everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. Austin and Ben would like a story where they go through a portal and find a goat who is injured and needs their help. Austin and Ben loved their farm. Even though they weren't big enough to drive a tractor, there was still plenty of other jobs to help out with every day. But what they really loved about their farm was all the open space to play in. There were fields to run across, woods to explore, and even a stream to splash about in when the weather was warm enough. Both Austin and Ben thought they knew every inch of the farm. They'd been in, around, up, and under most things. But one place they'd never explored was a thick briar patch of thorns on the edge of the property. The sharp brambles were just too threatening for either of them to want to get close to. Except for today. As they'd passed it, Austin spied flattened down grass leading up to a gap in the twisted briar. The gap extended deep into the bushes, and when Austin bent down to look he could see that it formed a tunnel, just big enough to crawl down. What is it? asked Ben, crowding him out of the way for a peek. It's a tunnel into the briar patch. It goes a long way, explained Austin. The patch was enormous, and at its center, it was tall too, growing thickly around a cluster of trees. Did an animal make it? Like maybe a fox? asked Ben. Hmm, I don't know, but I want to see where it goes. Just a quick look, said Austin. We could crawl in and then come straight back out again. Ben didn't even need to think twice about it, agreeing with a grin. So in no time, the two boys were crawling on their hands and knees, feeling the occasional snag of a thorn on their clothing as they went. The thick leaves and twisting thorny stems above them made it a dark space to travel through. Are we there yet? asked Ben, stuck at the back. All he could see were the soles of Austin's shoes and his wriggling behind. I think so, Austin replied. Nearly. They'd crawled for far further than he thought they would. He was quite sure they were beyond the cluster of trees at the center, maybe even the farm's boundary too, and yet the tunnel carried on. Should we turn around? asked Ben, a hint of boredom in his voice. I don't think we can, answered Austin. There's not enough room, but I can see a brighter light up ahead. Sure enough, they soon emerged onto more grass. But what they saw before them was not at all what they'd expected. An enormous stone castle stood there, complete with towering turrets and a drawbridge that lay across a wide moat. Oh, where did this come from? Ben asked, struggling to believe his eyes. I... I don't know, replied Austin. He turned around, looking back over the thick wall of the briar patch, but he couldn't see any sign of the farm or anything familiar at all. It's like we've traveled through a portal or something. I think we might be a long way from home. As if to prove this, 
Somebody on the drawbridge began waving and shouting, trying to get their attention. Whoever it was was very short, with green skin and long pointed ears. Curious, Austin and Ben headed over to find out what all the fuss was about. Thank goodness you're here, said the little green man, looking dreadfully worried. I need help, but I don't have anyone else to turn to. Well, isn't there anyone in the castle? asked Ben, looking up at the towering walls of stone. Oh, no, said the little man. Just me. I won the castle from an evil king in a storytelling contest, and now I live here all alone. My name's Bodlip. Austin and Ben introduced themselves and asked what it was that Bodlip needed help with. That, said Bodlip, pointing down into the moat. There's a goat. Looking down, the two boys did indeed see a goat, its front legs hooked over a log that was floating in the green water. It doesn't look very well, said Ben, sounding worried. It needs help. My thoughts exactly, confirmed Bodlip. But I'm too small to do it. That's why I need your help to rescue the goat afloat in my moat. Austin looked at the moat's sides. They were steep, and besides, the goat was in the middle of the water. So instead, he lay down upon the drawbridge to see if he could reach the goat by stretching. It was close, but not close enough. Hmm, I need something long, like a stick. If I could get the goat to bite the end, we could pull it to the edge. Bodlip immediately began shrugging off his jacket and held it out to Austin. Here, he said, use my coat to reach the goat afloat in my moat. Austin took it, dangling it by a sleeve within reach of the goat below. Even though it was close enough to grab hold of, the poor goat was just too weak to even try. Oh, we're going to have to think of something else, he said, giving up. Do you have a boat? asked Ben, hopefully. That way we could reach it easily. I do, said Bodlip, but it's all the way on the other side of the castle. That's a long way away. I'm afraid it's too remote to help the goat afloat in my moat. Well, we'll just have to try, said Ben. What other choice do we have? So, leaving Bodlip to watch the goat, Ben and Austin began the long journey around the castle, following a track worn into the grass at the top of the moat. The castle really was extremely big, so it took them a long time to reach the far side. Here was another drawbridge, but this time it was pulled up, and just as Bodlip had said, there was the boat, tied to a post by a length of rope. They used the rope to haul the boat to the bank, untie it, then carefully climbed aboard. Inside were two small wooden paddles, which, after a wobbly start, they were soon using to push the boat through the green, murky water. You found it, cheered Bodlip when he spied them approach. But you must hurry. Bring the boat right up to the goat afloat in my moat. Both boys were feeling tired from all their hard work, but they knew they couldn't rest yet. Paddling carefully, they drew up alongside the half-drowned animal, moving slowly so not to frighten it. Austin reached out and stroked the goat between the horns on its head. As he did so, he noticed a little leather bag tied with string around the goat's neck. It was resting on the log beneath the goat's chin. 
Moving carefully, Austin tried to lift the bag over the goat's head, but it was just too difficult. But he was able to tease it open. There's a piece of paper, he called, holding it up. What does it say? asked Bodlip with some excitement. Tell me the words on the note that came with the goat afloat in my moat. Austin unfolded the paper and began to read aloud. Whoever shall find this goat, please take good care of her, he read. Oh, the poor thing doesn't have anyone to look after her, said Ben. Bodlip was looking concerned. Well, I don't know how to look after an animal, he wailed. What can I do? I don't want to let down whoever wrote that note that was found with the goat afloat in my moat. We can do it, said Ben. We live on a farm. Don't you worry. We can take care of her. But we have to get out of here first, Austin reminded everyone. Rather than lift the goat into the boat, they gently eased the log she was resting onto the bank. Here, with Bodlip's help, they secured the boat and with lots of heaving and pulling, pulled the goat up onto the grass path. Well done, boys, said Bodlip proudly. We were a great team. I don't think anyone could have done a better job. We can successfully gloat that we saved the boat afloat in my moat. Bodlip ran into the castle and returned with blankets. These they wrapped around the soggy animal in order to help her get warm and dry. He even found some carrots for her to have a munch upon. Much to their relief, she was soon looking much better, although she was still terribly weak. How will we get her home? worried Ben. We can't carry her, not through the briar tunnel. I have just the thing, shouted Bodlip, running back into the castle. He returned with a small hand cart with tiny wooden wheels and a loop of rope for a handle. It wasn't easy to get the goat into it, not least because it was barely bigger than the goat, but they managed it in the end. Wasting no time, they headed off for the briar patch, with Bodlip singing a song of celebration all the way, and Austin and Ben pulling upon the rope handle. I guess it's time to say goodbye then, said Austin, once they checked that the goat and cart would fit through the tunnel. Bodlip suddenly coughed and spluttered in reply. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so terribly sorry, he said. All that singing and cheering has made me all raspy and wheezy. I've a sore throat now that we've saved the goat to float in my moat. I think you need a drink, said Ben. Yes, perhaps I do, nodded Bodlip. I'll get one right away. Thank you so much for all your kind help and for offering to look after the goat. Do look after her well, won't you? Oh, we will, grinned Austin. We'll dote on the goat that was afloat in your moat. Ha ha, laughed Bodlip. Did you hear what you just said? It rhymed. The end.